Welcome to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That podcast, a Christian lifestyle show where just like old school testimony service, you get advice, inspiration, and encouragement as we discuss topics that strengthen your faith, family, friendships, and business with your favorite Christian innovators, leaders, artists, and influencers who love to laugh out loud and testify to the goodness of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Sharice Belton. y'all and welcome to another episode of Jesus would have tweeted that it's your girl Sharice Felton aka Reese is unstoppable if you follow me on Instagram I'm so glad and so grateful uh, to be in front of you guys today definitely um, doesn't go unnoticed that I missed you guys over the past few weeks so much going on in our family I want to take some time out to shout out my family the foster family and the loss of our uncle Pete recently we literally in our families have had a total of four deaths in six months. Almost like we didn't have an opportunity to get over one thing before something else was happening. And um, I really appreciate all of the prayers, all the love, all the text calls, emails, the people that just sit back understood and said, you know what, I'm going to give it a minute. I appreciate y'all too, because literally um, that that sentiment alone is very powerful in itself you didn't have to say anything to us you could have told God all about it and guess what he heard you and he moved on our behalf so listen I want to grab part two of brokenness today and I want to break this thing down um just because I want to get past it you know what I'm saying because what happens is when we're talking about these topics a lot of times I mean I'm excited about you know as things are being downloaded to me and I get to go out and share it the idea behind it is simple is I want you to listen I want to grab it but I want it as I'm getting over it and to get through it we're doing this thing together you know it's it's teamwork on every level so definitely want to touch bases about that we were talking about brokenness and in the last few weeks you know we've experienced a lot of areas of brokenness I mean if anybody has ever had to bury a family member or has ever gone through this sort of thing where you know there's a lot of things that come out that you didn't even know were there like literally you didn't even know it was there I mean, even as it's coming out of you and you're expressing to people how hurt you are, how much in pain you are, or whatever the case may be, you're like, where's that coming from? I didn't want to say that out loud. But really, when, you know, you are, it's like a teapot effect. You're not in control of how your whistle gets blown. Once it's out there and it's blown, then now it's blown. You know, my mom used to say, you can keep your mouth shut, let people think one thing, or you can open your mouth and prove it. And that's what happens when we're broken. We're no longer in control. A couple of generalizations that happens um, is we, t- we, t- we tend to project um, some of the things that have happened in an isolated event but on two a we tend to generalize or overgeneralize it and develop it where there's the animosity towards everybody. I got news for a few people. I know it was hurt. You were hurt. I know things were broken. I know things didn't go the way you planned. I know you got disappointed. I know this, that, and the other. Everybody didn't do it. 
you know, everybody didn't do it. Um, you have to, we really, it, it begs us to be spiritually mature enough to be able to use our words, identify what the problem is, root it out, and then pray according to the word of God to be able to say, this is not going to bother me anymore. This is not going to bother me. Whether it changes or it doesn't change, God's grace is sufficient and it's not going to bother me anymore because I don't want to live under this rule of brokenness, okay? So most recently, uh, one of the big parts of brokenness that we were talking about, I mean, obviously, the first thing I was looking into, I was like brokenness, misplaced aggression, jealousy, anger. We know in the word of God that the very first murder that ever happened um, was Cain versus Abel. And guess what he did? He killed his own brother just because he was jealous of him. He was jealous of the offering that he gave to God. Instead of him coming up with a more excellent sacrifice, he decided, I'm just going to kill you because how dare you come up with something better than me or whatever the case may be. And people go, oh my God, that is so amendment. We can't judge people. We will murder people with your mouth. You sit around and talk about them like a dog. You're jealous of them. You don't know what they going through behind closed doors. But because when they ask you, when you ask them how they're doing, listen, I'm one of those people. Let me make you mad now, boo-boo. Come, come close, come close. Let me make you mad now. I don't care if my house is on fire. I don't care. If I'm living by the bridge under a cardboard box, I agree with God. I agree with what God says about me. He says I am the head and not the tail. He says I am above and not beneath. He says I am the lender and not the borrower. And despite what the doctors ever will say about me, he says I am the healed and not the sick. So when somebody asks me how I'm doing, my answer is always the same. Excellent. And I don't elaborate. That's it. Excellent. Excellent. E-X-C-E-L-L-E-N-T. Period. Excellent. I am doing excellent because God says so. He has me in the palm of his hand. He has his hand on my life. He said, I have you in the palm of my hands and no one can pluck you out. So with that being said, don't think that and when they be like, well, what's going on? So I'm just going about my rich little way. People say, rich? Are you rich? Yes. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he had no sorrow with it. See, people, before you get upset, read your Bible. Then get an agreement with God. Because I'm going to tell you something. I agree with uh, David in the book of Psalms in 34. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. See, if you was humble, you'd be happy for me. But then he says, come back, come back, come back. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. So listen, you don't know my business, because I don't tell my business. I tell... I believe God's report, and that's the only news I'm willing to share. Doggone it, Sharice. They're going to kick you off the podcast again. You're so angry with me. I tried to go live and say it this morning. They were making me mad. 
Yeah. And I know the devil is mad because when the devil get mad, he sends you long-winded text message making all kind of evil accusations. Let me tell you what the devil is. He is the devaluer. That's what the root word is of the devil. He is the accuser of the brethren, making all sorts of nasty accusations. Things you didn't do. You practically knocked my arm off the stage. No, I didn't. You practically, and if you don't want me to live for God, I don't. Girl, I want you to live for God as much as it lies within you. I want you to be at peace with all things. The devil is a liar. Why on earth would you agree with him and accuse me? Because of brokenness that's the clear answer that's what brokenness is what makes one person rise up against another murder them with their mouth murder their character behind closed doors and then attempt get mad when you don't play along when they don't play along in your face girl i got the holy ghost don't you know that he's a revealer there's nothing God, nothing catches God by surprise. He hears the words in closed doors that I didn't hear. And he's always hit me to your job. He's already pulled my coattail and showed me in the spirit. Therefore, he told me to keep my answers. He said at that very moment with the Holy Ghost, you won't have to think about how to answer somebody when they ask you how you are doing. You will answer them and the Holy Spirit will word your mouth. And when he words my mouth, guess what I say? Every single time. Excellent. Because a lot of times in a broken state, you, you cannot seek the counsel of the ungodly. I can't go to broken people and tell them my problems and anticipate that they're going to come. They got their own stuff they got to deal with. Not that I don't never have a problem. You know, I know we're supposed to confess our faults one to another so that we might be healed, but we have to use wisdom, baby. And if I'm not telling you my business, that's because you can't handle it. The Holy Spirit has not released me to tell you my business. So I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you God's business. And what is his business? His excellence, integrity. And he inhabits the praises of his people. So I'm not going to stop speaking well of him. I'm going to say every single day, glory to God in the highest. He defeated my enemies from before my face. I'm going to worship him, adore him, and magnify him, and lift him up. Because I need him in my situation. And just because I don't tell you, and you can't see it from the outside looking in, I don't have to explain what I'm going through to you. All you know is that he's excellent. And if I suffer with them, I'll reign with them. So I'm excellent too. I know the topic is brokenness. I had to tell the devil off today because you tried it. It's good. I got up this morning and started my day off in prayer at 3 a.m. Consulted with a beautiful woman, a guy way out in Houston. Then had another consultation and comfort and counseling session with somebody way in Chicago, Illinois. And was stayed up all morning. Then put on my eyelashes, honey. And Kendi lashes, lashes by Kendi. Honey, I wear nothing but the best. Glory be to God. And I got them all together and I look good. My lashes on my contour is hitting. And then the devil wants to come play with me. Woo! And then I jumped on this podcast real fast. Like, was like, let me give glory and honor to God and cut the devil off about this brokenness. So let me get to it. When people are broken, 
what goes in hand in hand with it is anger. And the root cause of the spirit of anger is envy. Now listen, envy is a form of anger. It might not be that obvious to others until something triggers an angry outburst or reaction by the envious person. Like taking up offenses. Hmm. Well, are you serious? I mean, people often not to think, well, they say, I got anger issues. It shouldn't be named so among you in the body of Christ. Mm-mm. That's not what God called us to be. The root cause of the spirit of anger is attention from past hurts and guilt. It's a cumulative situation. And it erupts in anger when new offenses remind us of past experiences. So in other words, if you were jealous before, all it takes is you're a ticking time bomb and you'll be jealous again. So if he was mad at the last car the Lord blessed somebody with, here you go with something else. Unless these experiences are resolved through repentance and forgiveness, we'll continue to deal with bouts of anger until the tension points are triggered. That's it. Literally, I was thinking the other day I went, I had a situation and I was talking to a young lady and as she was telling me what was going on and how, you know, there was an accusation and a trigger and an outburst by somebody she worked with and she just had tears rolling down her face when she said, why don't they love me? Why don't they like me? I had to set her free. It's not you that they don't like. They don't like them. There's a part of them that was rejected and when they recognize it in you it triggers this outburst for example somebody could have the pain of rejection first of all the pain of rejection is one of the strongest factors in a person's life they could be a person that was rejected by their parents members of their church by family members whatever especially if it happened during their childhood so if it's relatives these are relationships where people normally find security and literally the pain of the rejection in those areas bring a torment of fears that cause people to develop deep bitterness towards either the person who caused that pain or something that reminds them or steps or is a trigger to that pain so literally now some people have a reaction to unchangeable features in their lives they're fat and they want to be skinny they're tall they want to be short they like skin they want to be dark whatever the case may be if they were ever mocked or ridiculed they're already insecure in those areas and you're thriving in that area people will attach themselves and be upset that you are enjoying it's a spirit y'all it's a spirit there's some people who fight with having been rejected because of favoritism but the most entangling causing of anger and bitterness occurs when someone who was not directly involved in an offensive situation takes an offense on behalf of a person that was offended you mean wait you mean you this is deep-seated because it endures after the person who was actually offended and forgives the offender. And you still mad. 
The Bible says we're going to go to the word of God. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, evil speaking to put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake have forgiven you. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. We have to be in the position at this point where, and, and I don't know, we're talking to people at various levels of in their Christian walk. You can be a baby Christian, got saved yesterday, or a Christian who's been saved for 45 years. And guess what? A root of bitterness can take a hold of you if you don't pray, repent, fast, and ask God for a release from in your heart from pain, trauma, and guilt. See, what happens is, literally, you could be talking to one person about one thing, and because they have a trigger, a, a, a hairline trigger, you can barely touch it in it. It's like a landmine. You barely step a toe on it. And next thing you know, they going off. Oh, no, you didn't. And I cannot believe that. And if you don't believe that I want to be, and I don't serve you, and I serve Jesus, and the next time you got something smart to say, oh. Listen. Take the time in Wusa. Take a moment. Self-examination is so important. Self-examination because really what happens is we need to as we mature and we reach a a maturation in the body of christ you know it's time out for playing church jesus is soon to return the last thing we need is to have these unidentified issues not tucked in and hung out you know he's coming back for a church without spot wrinkle or blemish or any such like thing and the blood of jesus it, it, it does not lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. Nobody is exempt. Everybody has an opportunity to be able to get their, their sins covered, to be redeemed, to be set free, to identify past experiences, personal failures that are contributing to your current frustration and say, God, I'm tired of being broken. I don't want to be broke and I don't want to be broken. I want you, God, to come in and help me to be the best person I can be for you. Because literally, when people are talking to you and you, they're coming to us as believers and they are looking, they're coming to an apple tree and they're looking for an apple. Just like Jesus, he went to the fig tree and he was looking for a fig to satisfy him. The last thing I need to do is when you come to my tree to pull some fruit off of me because you're hungry. The world is hungry. They're wanting, they're panting, and they're looking for something different. But instead, they come up with a rotten fruit of bitter, of jealousy, of envy, of angry. Some people don't want to be the new them that Christ. He said, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. But some people are so busy trying to be the old you. They don't know how to be the new them. Let God creating you a clean heart and renew the right spirit within you. Instead of trying to pretend I want to shout like she shout. I want to do this like them. You do not know 
anything about them behind closed doors. All you know is what you see on Facebook or what they allow you to know and see. And then when you think that because you can't attain to what they are or who you believe them to be and you don't find any fulfillment because there's no fulfillment in that, then you're angry with them. They're not being my friend. They're not talking to me enough. They're not calling me back enough. You are going to have to come up with a better solution in that home, girl. That's not going to fly. That dog don't hunt. You've got to come up with where you're going to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Where you're going to find your safety net, your protection, your peace. All in the bonds and safety of Jesus Christ. Not in the fulfillment of others, not in their validation, not in any of that stuff. So no matter what's happening, if it's your house is good and standing and you and your kids all match and your husband smell good and everything is going great. And somebody asks you how you doing, you go excellent. Hallelujah. But even if the whole world is upside down and you don't know where your next dollar is coming from, guess what? Your answer still don't change. The answer is excellent. My auntie used to always tell me they don't like you because you're pretty. <laughs> I don't know how true that was. <laughs> well, it could be, I'm actually. Anyway, I don't know how true that actually was. But I'll tell you this. Some people just don't like you because you're happy. Blessed in all. They think you are. They know some things about you. They think that that have been divulged to them behind closed doors. Yeah. And they think you ought to be. Not saying that you're blessed and excellent and rich. They think your answer should be something. Don't she know that her rent is blah, blah, blah? Don't she know that her mortgage is blah, blah, blah? Don't she know that her cars are blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I do. And the answer's still excellent. The devil ain't gonna make me eat my words. How about it? How about it? The Bible says that the word of God is nigh unto me. It's even in my own mouth. So whatever it is, the Bible says that whatever I bind on earth, God will bind in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth, I loose in heaven. So I loose joy. I loose peace. I loose wholeness because I'm not. And I bind brokenness. And I bind broke people because I don't want to hang out with you no more. I'm done with that. Take your broke stuff and go read your Bible and build, be built up in Jesus' name. Go and pray, go and fast, and go do what you need to do to get built up. And then you can come hang out with me when your holy tax bracket meets mine. <sighs> Thanks for listening to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That Podcast. Join us next time for more love, laughs, and inspiration. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the goodness of the Lord. Go to www.unstoppablechurchmedia.com and see how you can be a featured guest on our show. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do we. And there's nothing you can do to stop it.